0: It's time to turn off the lights, grab some popcorn and watch some horror movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode I delve into the world of horror movies. Why do I do it? Well I can't really explain it, but I love these horrifying flicks. If you've made a horror movie on your phone, or made your own special effects MacGyver style, Please send it my way. Now, what do you get when you mix bootleg polka CDs, ninjas, and a bloodthirsty skeleton who also happens to be a cop? Why, you get Skeleton Cop. Why, hello, guests and ghoulies, and welcome to a new episode of the Terrible Terror Podcast. And this episode, I have a, well, a pretty special one. This is something that I normally don't do, and honestly, it's probably going to be one of the shortest episodes you've had in a long time, so right off the bat, you're welcome. Um... <laughs> depending on how much I rant and rave and what's going on with the episodes, but I am doing a truly independent film and one that I backed on Kickstarter. Now, it's not a full-length film. This definitely is a short film cranking in at only about 30 minutes, a little bit longer if you count the little credits and stuff that go through at the end, but honestly, it's a relatively short film and it's, well, we'll talk about it as we go along as we normally do now i intended originally to try to have somebody come and join me somebody that actually did a really good interview with the creators of the film that's richard the fear merchant from the bizarre cast and unfortunately our schedules couldn't really click together so i wasn't able to get him on but we may do something separate on the side where we kind of talk about it Um and who knows after he's listened to the episode, but um you know this is something it really interested him and that's actually how I found out about it and how I you know supported the Kickstarter and ordered a copy of the DVD. Um, they just recently started getting the DVDs out to people. I don't know if they've gotten them out to everybody yet, but they were kind enough to provide everybody who supported the film with a file download of the film and oh my god it's huge (laughs) it seems like it's an uncompressed version of the film but you know hopefully the dvd will be absent of some of the issues that i had with the audio on the video file and hopefully you know well not hopefully and possibly that it won't have those uh, you know it'll have the same fucking issues that it had as i was going through so I tried to clean up the audio as best I can when it comes to this. A lot of it turned out to be a lot louder than what I'm normally used to. Normally, I'm going through the audio files and I'm like, do do do. Okay, I need to raise it more because when you record it from it, it's super super low. And what the hell is going? This is like everything blew my fucking ears out while I was trying to do this thing. So I've done my best to you know you can kind of hear it there. Um, and there's gonna probably be, even while I'm recording and after, you know, gone through and done some editing on this to the audio, it'll hopefully be a little bit better than it is while I'm recording this, but, uh, again, I apologize a little bit for the quality of the audio that's here, but at least you can hear everything just fine, okay? So, Skeleton comp. This comes from the mind of Chad Nauer, and I hope I'm saying that last name right. He's both the writer and the director of the film, and also has a little small role in the film as itself. And this is kind of that, like, lifelong... I don't want to say lifelong, but it's definitely a labor of love for the guy. Uh, as with the special effects, a lot of that were done were done by him, and him learning how to do these special effects as the time went on in the film and honestly there's a couple really good things but the puppetry sometimes i mean literally skeleton cop is a skeleton that you would find in like a classroom that's just kind of sitting in the corner or a prop that you would get from like the spirit halloween store if you even know what that is but around here there's a halloween store that just randomly pops up every year around halloween and they basically pop up for a bit you can get all your halloween stuff and then they fucking disappear like ghosts of girlfriends past, uh, never to be seen again until next Halloween or make a really bad decision. So basically, uh, that's exactly what it looks like. And I'm going to say this right off the bat. I give the guy props for creating this film. Uh, like I said, you can tell that it's a labor of love. You know, maybe there's gonna be some feelings that, oh, you know, you shouldn't shit on a poor guy that spent all of his time. And honestly, I'm not really trying to shit on him. I'm doing a lot of this for entertainment purposes, but I'm gonna say this right off the bat. I think that the ideas that he had set were very good. I think that he has a lot to learn as a director. He has a lot to learn as a screenwriter. I'm not saying that I'm the best in the world and I know exactly what to do. But I feel at times there were choices that were made that maybe shouldn't have made. You know, everybody has their first film. Everybody has their first 30-minute film, their first full-length film. And I can see that the guy has a passion for what he's doing. And that, you know, if he continues to go down this path, that they're going to make a bunch of really entertaining films. Again sometimes it's not the ideas and it's not necessarily the execution it could also be actors it could also be the way they had to edit it, it could be budget that was there you know it's estimated the budget was like a thousand dollars some of what was just done through the kickstarter you know it was probably closer into like maybe let's say like the 10 to twenty thousand dollar range somewhere in there for this um but I think the box office i'm sorry what i was actually looking at was the box office intake for whatever it did around the country was about a thousand bucks but you know the kickstarter was one of those things where it was very inexpensive to back and they weren't asking for a whole lot and they got their funding relatively quick but it has been some time since i had even backed that that this even came out to the mass audiences so it's one of those things where i totally understand and i totally know what they're going for and you know i hope you enjoy this um and i hope it kind of also at the same time makes you want to kind of see the film that's my whole goal here is that even though i you know i may seem like i'm being very very negative and i'm just trying to emphasize the things i find really really ridiculous and if you've been listening to the podcast for this long you know that that's kind of my stance um especially even when i hate something so bad but and and When it's, I think when it's a major motion picture, people don't seem to mind it as much. When it's somebody's independent film, I think that they feel like you can be a little more defensive of that person. So, I'm not trying to purposely shit over this guy because, oh my god, I found this and it's fucking stupid. No, 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 no. I... I, if I truly dislike something, I'm not going to say this at the beginning of it, and you'll know when I'm fucking just shitting over and shitting on it constantly. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and start Skeleton Comp. And what a way to start the film than looking over the mean streets of this city and then hearing a very familiar voice come over as the dispatcher. This is Dispatch 227, Code 3395, East Euclid Boulevard. Home invasion, burglary in progress. Any units available to respond? Over. Why, well, yes, it's our friend, the Fear Merchant himself. He ha- happened to like snaggle his way into a small role in the film. Um, and honestly, it's like. This is where part of my problem goes through i and this is not a knock against Richard. I love the guy um This is a knock against the audio engineer of the guy and one things they need to work on where the audio is so over compressed or it's it's like they just took the recording that he gave them and didn't bother to try to clean it up some and just kind of snuck it into the film. but it's still very cool hearing a friend do something or seeing a friend do something as well. From here he cut over to the world's worst fucking robber that I've ever seen put on cinema. As this person is going through the house and she's literally like looking at things and just picking them up and being like, huh... Oh man, this could be really good, but you know what? I'm just going to put this back and leave my fucking fingerprints over every fucking thing inside of this house. You're just going to go and you're going to touch everything and not put anything in a giant knapsack? You might as well have a giant fucking dollar bill on the side of that knapsack as well. Or something that says stolen fucking stuff. Because whoever's going to come and find you or go through the house afterwards going to know that it was fucking you if you have a fucking wrap sheet. Who knows how long it is. But... You know, it's just one of those ridiculous things that's like, huh, oh well, you know, I always thought that I need a charcuterie board, but, you know, not this one. I wanted silver, not wood. I mean, I know wood is normal, but we really need to have this one here. Ah, you know, it won't really fetch as much- oh, you know what I needed? A goblet of fire. but. This Goblet of Fire that we've got over here, uh, it picks the wrong fucking people. So I'm just gonna put this one back, cause I need to make sure I get the one that I can fucking kill Harry. Uh, I mean, um, I'm gonna go over and now, okay, I'm gonna go get this glass. it's not the glass that I need, man. I have a set of three, and this one doesn't match that set. See, I've already got the Hulk, and Iron Man, and Captain America, and I really wanted Hawkeye. But this is fucking Loki, and who gives a fucking shit about Loki when it comes to your your fucking glass bar set, and that's where fucking skeleton cop busts in. And then he's a pull the trigger first and ask questions later type of cop here. So he goes in, doesn't bother to tell her to freeze. In fact, he doesn't fucking speak at all in this whole fucking film. All he does is aah, oh, aah, I can't do the fucking scream, but that's basically what he does. He just fucking like has his little ah
1: ah.
0: Like type of scream and you'll hear it throughout the whole film uh, But he does that and then he starts fucking just firing on her and it seems like he fires on her for like fucking 25 fucking times and just keeps shooting the poor fucking robber who has her hands up and just like shit Okay, you're a fucking skeleton who happens to be a fucking cop. I am scared out of my fucking and mind I'm not going for my fucking gun or knife or giant knapsack that says stolen the items on it or anything like that I'm totally giving myself up, and then Skeleton Cop just blows the shit out of her. You know, blows her away, not blows her. Even though that might have been a little bit more of an interesting scene that was going on here. So, cut from here, we get the title card, we get the theme song, and then we cut over into the office, and we see that the captain is calling Skeleton Cop a disgrace.
1: Skeleton Cop! You're a disgrace to the uniform! Look at this! 37 arrests in the last three months, and in all of them, all of them! They ended shootings and I got a turtle affair blowing a trombone up my ass I will a find a loose cannon in my precinct skeleton count and I had just the leech to keep you alive <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so he's had how many like cases that he's done and they've all ended in shootings I think he said 33. You think this cop would be fucking fired or something if everything had ended a fucking shootout? And of course, it ended with him fucking killing everybody that he was going after. Oh, petty theft. Well, you know, I had to shoot him in the fucking head. Oh, this person over here, jaywalked across the street, tried to arrest, but she decided that she was gonna run, so I shot her in the fucking back. Uh, you know, walking a dog without a leash, that dog had to fucking pay, I had to make sure I shot him in the fucking head, too. So, who knows what this is up with this hair-trigger fucking comp. So, what's the best way to do him? It's to pair him with a skeleton-hating motherfucker... Like Captain, whatever the fuck his face over here, want to be fucking Tony Soprano, and we get the intro to him, and we actually see how much he hates skeletons.
1: Hey, the Captain Nolan, what's up? Hey, what's, what's going on? Hey, you want to hear a good skeleton joke? Sure, yeah, go ahead. Skeletons is a Dick change light bulb. I don't know how many.
0: None, because they're all incompetent, they're unreliable! Oh,
1: yeah, that was pretty good. That's good. You know, that's how I feel about skeletons. No bones about it! Skeletons are gone. I can't stand it. Detective, Nolan! Get your ass in my office now! Partners! Ah! You're dark too. You two are gonna square up. Buy the book Boy Scout? And a loose cannon? What can go wrong? Get some rest. You fellas are riding together tomorrow. Now get the hell out of my office.
0: Okay, so he's gonna put a buy the book guy here in Detective Nolan along with the quote unquote loose cannon of Skeleton Cop to make sure that Skeleton Cop behaves. Like, where have I seen this before? Oh yeah, fucking Lethal Weapon. What is Skeleton Cop fucking rigs and fucking one over here? He's Murtaugh, it's his last day on the fucking force. And he shouldn't have gone up and gotten to work today because he's on the verge of fucking retiring or some shit. I don't fucking know but he thinks that he can put this good guy along with him but who knew that he was a fucking skeleton racist and fucking hated skeletons and just laughs at every fucking stupid joke that's gotta be the worst fucking joke what the fuck is wrong yeah they're fucking lazy and shit what the hell, man? They're the undead. They're probably the most hard-working people that are out there right now. I mean, if you fucking died, then you managed to come back and you're on the fucking force. You may be bloodthirsty and you may be killing every fucking guy, but at least you're fucking working. You're not like those other fucking lazy bums that are fucking stuck in the ground, yet I'm talking about you, you fucking zombies. They're the real fucking monsters. Skeletons are the ones out there busting their ass every day for their fucking kids, making sure that there's fucking marrow on the table. So that they can go and have a happy life once they've come back from the dead meanwhile zombies They just fucking wait until the world fucking ends to eat everybody's fucking brains and create more of them creating a society where we're reliant upon fucking brains Zombies the real fucking monsters of the underworld. Anyway, so what does detective Nolan do? He decides that he's gonna go over to Mandy's a local bar so that he can fucking relax But before we see detective Nolan going into the bar We see the owner and proprietor of this bar talking to a couple of ninjas and something is quite off
1: God damn it, not again. What do you think this is? This is a business, not a charity. I gotta be half ass crazy to let you freeload ninjas in here in the first place. You better pony up some cash for these sandwiches. Oh, get the hell out of here, you goddamn deadbeat fucking ninjas.
0: Okay, goddamn deadbeat fucking ninjas. I guess they're worse than the fucking zombies in this universe. But. The weird thing here is, when you're listening to it in the medium of audio, you're like, huh, that voice seems really odd. I mean, it sounds like it's a mix of Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck kind of rolled in, but you can kind of understand, or maybe I'd say Mickey Mouse, maybe Minnie Mouse or something like that. But the odd thing is, is what you can kind of tell, but do you really know what it is? What is it? Oh, the fact that it's fucking an overdub of the actress that's playing the bar owner right there? Like, you look at it and you're like, wait, nothing fucking matches up. Like, you can kind of be like, huh, that's very weird. But when you're listening to the scenes, like, why does she need to be dubbed over? It makes no fucking sense. I think it's for comedic purposes. And okay, in the, like, whole, like, fun of this film, it does kind of work. But it's terrible. And it's like, even worse, like, the the voice that they've given to the person there, it It's obviously a dude pretending to be a chick that's very high-pitched voice, but he can't quite do it. I don't know if it works, to be honest with you. When you're just listening to it, it's not terrible. It's like, okay, the voice is kind of bad or whatever it is. Or maybe you're imagining that it truly is just a dude in a wig and he's sitting there and he's talking to these deadbeat ninjas where one of them happens to be, like, Fat Iron Man that we ran into last night and probably wouldn't make the Ninja Society. But I guess whoever runs the ninjas is in this town, because, you know, I wouldn't fucking be able to make it as a ninja or Fat Iron Man. You know, I'm kind of somewhere in between. But um they have very low standards is what I'm trying to say. So I probably could be a ninja in this universe. So they can't pay for their fucking sandwiches, so she kicks them out. And that's when Detective Nolan comes in to basically prove how racist against skeletons he actually is. A rough night?
1: Eh, nothing I can't handle, but i tell you what, these ninja gangs are getting out of hand. I wish you guys would lock up these mass degenerates and throw away the keys. You know what, me too. But sadly, our hands are tied as well. The usual for you? Sure, why not? are bad, but hey it could be worse, at least they're not fucking skeletons. Shit. <laughs> you know what, I just got a brand new partner today, and he's a skeleton. Oh god, I'm sorry I didn't know. You know what, that settles it. If I had to team up with a skeleton, I'm cashing in my pension really early.
0: Okay, so what did skeletons fucking do to you, Detective Nolan? Like, they never explain it. Like at all they go through a little more of detective nolan's past and i guess like you know with 30 minutes of a film you're not going to be able to get much you're just trying to hit the cop cliches You know of everything that's going on he's got something against them in his past he's gonna be hooked up with a skeleton partner and you know he's gonna realize that being racist against skeletons is not the way to go and then honestly you need to be racist against ninjas instead because they're fucking deadbeats and don't pay their fucking bills plus they're always crowding themselves in bars together and they're always just dressed all in black all the time with their fucking little sashes all over the place you know what I think I hate ninjas Ah, uh, man, I think I'm gonna get a lot of Angry Ninja hate mail after this. Eh, uh, they're still not as bad as the fucking zombies. Fuck those guys. You guys should stay in the fucking ground. So, he leaves and we get to cut over to the Ninja Lord's base. And we meet the head of the ninjas for the very first time. And they're called the Octo Squirrels for some fucking reason. I don't really know what's going on right now. But he addresses somebody that is now a part... Of the goddamn ninja clan and calls him like short low or short long or where the fuck his name is, but it's a very kind of awkward scene.
1: Welcome, welcome, tonight. Tonight is a very special night. For tonight, we welcome a new member to the order of the Arctic You. Our newest member, Springlow. You now have giant nuts. Now kneel. Do you now accept the name, Springlow? Yes. Springlow. Do you promise to give your life and your death? To the Order? Yes. Do you promise to give the lives of everyone that you love? I would be honored to. Can you pass a random quarterly drug test? I will. Very well then. Then I dub you the newest member of the Order of the Ogdosquirrel!
0: Your nuts were increasing in
1: size.
0: Okay, you know, nobody wants big fucking nuts. They just get in the fucking way. Why are you so fucking focused on the size of his fucking nuts? First he has giant fucking nuts. Now he's getting even bigger fucking nuts because he could become like Swing Low. Why don't you give him a cool name like Chad Low or Rob Low or, you know, Hung Low. Something that would be better representative than Swing Low. What the fuck does that even mean for like a set of fucking ninja warriors that are going on here? Like, oh hey, guess what? When you attack somebody, you swing low. Fucking A. That is fucking retarded. I'm sorry. It's... Dumbest fucking thing that I've heard in the longest time, and you're a fucking ninja lord? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? And what the fuck is that thing behind you over there? She looks like she's burnt to a fucking crisp. Like she spent fucking 80 fucking hours inside of the fucking tanning solution, and she's just barely walking around as a husk of herself. Is she a fucking zombie? Because if she's a fucking zombie, she's got to fucking go. And zombies and ninjas? Fuck, they don't mix together, okay? You fucking leave them alone. You just go order your fucking octo squirrel bullshit or whatever the fuck you're doing over here. So... What is this? (laughs) Like, what the fuck is going on? There's fucking, like, random fucking ninjas over here. And you have this guy who's honestly a little too old to just be joining the fucking ninja clan. But he's fucking swing low now, so... He's... They have something for the city? I guess I wish we had a name for the city. Like, it could have been like Delta City, or, you know, it could have been like Fuck Joe City, or it could have been Zombulusburg, or some shit like that. And at least we could say, like, I'm going to take over this. But he's just, like, so fucking obsessed with whatever he's going to do. He starts making him do, like, kneeling calisthenics, which he explains that the reason why he does it, well, here. I do this to you. I subject you this training, this
1: torture, because existence is pain. And a ninja that can master his arthritis masters his existence, as do the rest of you. It does my heart good to see you all join our cause and take back the streets from oppression. Together, we shall overthrow everything they've built up and tear it down with our hands. I ask of you. Take everything from them and leave nothing left. Vandalize their homes, their businesses, their places of heathen worship. Tonight we take back the city, my children, and soon it will be ours! <laughs>
0: Okay, so they're gonna take back the streets from fucking oppression. Oppression from what? And you're gonna forcefully give these ninjas fucking arthritis by making them kneel and get up? What type of fucking training exercise is that? Hey, go pick something up. Okay, I guess it's fucking squats. And you don't make anybody do fucking squats? That's just fucking like, that's terrible, man. That's just not right. Especially if they're not ready to do fucking squats yet. And they're just doing squats. But he only made them do like three. What kind of fucking training is that? Oh, I can bend over and pick a fucking penny up off the ground. Because that's all you can fucking do with that type of training. Is that how you're going to fucking take back the streets? You're just going to bend over and fucking pick up loose change that you find fucking everywhere? The people that just fucking don't give a shit and just throw it on the ground because they say it's a fucking waste of time to keep the fucking change on them. So you're going to make sure you pick it up. And then you're going to have this giant fucking empire of going back to fucking Coinstar with getting your Amazon gift card. Because you know that way you're not going to lose any of the money that you got From picking up the fucking change on the ground or any shit like that. Like, what is the big fucking plan? We don't know anything about it, but here it is. We got Ninja Lord here with a set of ninjas with fucking Chung Lo over here, whatever the fuck his name is, that's gonna go around and terrorize the fucking city of... Whatever it is run by a fucking skeleton cop So we cut over from the ninja fucking headquarters and we go into the car with detective Nolan and Skeleton cop and they're doing their very first ride along together and right away We can see that there's tension between the two of them because we have skeleton fucking racist motherfucker here And we have skeleton cop that's just fucking, he's beginning to fuck with a man's radio, okay? Detective Nolan is driving the fucking car. You leave that shit alone. Who cares what the fuck he's listening to? You're just gonna have to fucking deal with it because he's the one driving you around. Because you know what? You're a fucking skeleton and skeletons can't drive fucking cars as far as I know. I'm pretty sure you'd have a pretty fucking lead foot if you decide to drive that thing And anyway, so... He's busy going over there changing the fucking station and honestly it's a relatively i'd say pretty funny scene especially the way that everything turns out
1: <laughs> uh, Fuck niggas I ain't never trust niggas I just
0: take their main bitch then I put his dick in them all uh, card for a <laughs> no for truck boy, Lincoln, X-ray, 985 She'll come back the <laughs>
1: Fucking Stop, all right.
0: I like girls with big old
1: titties, put up in my hand. Big old titties, for titties, in the land. And big and big and I like big titties, in the world. I like.
0: Okay, if there's one thing I've learned from this whole fucking scene, it's that big old titties, they bring people together, okay? Because all of a sudden now, they start getting along, and we cut over, we see there's this guy on the street, and he starts fucking littering the end of his fucking hamburger. You know his bag or his fucking wrapper or whatever the fuck it is He throws on the ground and that causes skeleton cop to jump out of the car and start fucking chasing after him And now this is not a very small fella but he is a lot faster than skeleton cop and he's not running that fast and he's even faster than detective nolan now i understand right now that detective nolan he's got a little bit of you know a delay let's say because he has to stop the car he has to get out make sure that it's ever all locked up that nobody's gonna steal it and then he runs after him tries to help skeleton cop but Skeleton Cop should have been the first on the fucking scene since he jumped out of the fucking car. And here, he's the last one to show up. Who shows up first? Detective fucking Nolan. And then he almost gets stabbed in the back by the guy with the fucking samurai sword, where in the middle of nowhere, he has a fucking samurai sword. Of course, they call it something different. But Skeleton Cop does come in and shoot the guy in the head, therefore saving Detective Nolan's life. But he's got some weird stuff on him
1: a ninja sword why would a common litterer have a ninja weapon all right let's see what else we got a polka pete cd i don't get it
0: so from here we go on a big montage of skeleton cop and detective nolan they're basically arresting a ton of people and becoming the best of friends and the best of partners. It is a pretty long montage. It's about two minutes long. In a film like this, that's relatively short, that's a long time to show them, like, getting together and actually cleaning up the streets where everybody's really really fucking excited about it and you have a couple of interesting things there's a couple of things from the trailer that show up but you don't get in the audio like when you arrest the prostitute and then the one guy that's like approaching him running at him with a sword but it's weird because it's kind of like cut they're not in the same environment so you have the guy run at him with like a knife and like, die, skeleton cop. And then he tries to do it, but on the left side of the screen, in the split screen, it's skeleton cop with the gun, but it's all black behind him. Like, they don't match. Like, they didn't bother to, like, superimpose the background or something. So it's him firing, and then the guy just dies. And then it cuts over and you see the two of them celebrating and then you kind of get a little bit more of Captain Nolan's backstory, but it still doesn't really quite explain why he hates fucking skeletons. Though, it's obvious that he doesn't hate them anymore. Oh, sorry
1: guys, I'm here, I gotta go. You know what, I never thought I would say this, but... It's an honor to call your partner and the privilege to call you a friend. I'll see you guys around. It's good to see him laugh like that again. He never talks about it. But three years ago, he lost his son to a brain aneurysm. Today would have been his eighth birthday. Lay me down and die.
0: Okay, so I had to add a little bit of that shitty fucking song that was playing, but that's kind of like the flashbacks where he's looking at the things in his room, and he sees the picture of his kid, and he starts remembering his kid when he was young, and it was just like, oh, shoot me in the fucking head. You know, it's just fucking terrible, man. Like, it's terrible in that cheesy way, in that the music is just awful. And honestly, it could have just been a little more silent. Maybe you had, like, you look at him and you see the kid and it's like, come on, Dad. Or if you've ever seen that episode of South Park that's, like, way back, and I want to say, like, season three, where you meet the shop teacher for the first time, and he keeps having dreams about his wife, who kind of looks like Amelia Earhart. And she's like gonna fly. I'm flying, Harold. I'm flying. And then she crashes and he keeps having these dreams. If it was done something like that, I think that the impact might have been a little bit better, and I might have laughed a little bit about it. But you're trying to interject this thing with this really terrible fucking song. And maybe that's part of the charm that they're going for. I don't fucking know. But it still doesn't explain why he hates fucking skeletons. Why did he hate them? Was it a skeleton burglar? Are there other skeletons? And I'm assuming since they're making jokes about skeletons that there are more skeletons in this world other than Skeleton Cop. Or is he the only fucking skeleton that there is? Because that's the only skeleton I see. And no, I'm not trying to hit on anybody because that would be the worst fucking way to hit on somebody. Are there any other skeletons? Because you're only a skeleton I see. Oh, boy. Man, uh makes me want to erase that, but fuck it. It's going to stay in. So, <laughs> God, that's terrible. Just like the rest of the movie. Uh But, <laughs> so then some ninjas break into the house after he's done reminiscing about his dead kid. And they're trying to find something for- from him. And it turns out to be something completely random.
1: We've got something that belongs to his pig. And the sooner we get back our property the quicker I'll put you out of your misery. Look, I just want to kill you, pig. I don't want to have to slice your eyes with a razor blade. I don't want to have to stick nails in your balls. Just tell me where it is. We can be done with this. Hey, boss! What is it? I found it! The of Beat CD! Looks like you're lucky, didn't you?
0: So, they were after a fucking Polka Pete CD. That's the song that you heard earlier about the big fucking titties. And I guess, you know what, if it brings people together like it is, maybe it has some type of magical power that's gonna totally unite the city and the ninjas are really the good guys of the whole story. Or maybe it has some type of subliminal message that's gonna get the kids all going and all excited because, hey, you know what, big fat fucking titties make the world go round. Now, he holds the gun up to Nolan's head, and before he's actually able to pull the trigger, Skeleton Cop comes in once again, and saves the day by using a fucking chainsaw. What made him think, I've got to go to my partner's house? Now, I get it, he's probably going over there because he's like, man... He lost his kid, I could fuck this bitch over here in the bar, but you know what, I really ain't got a dick to do that with, so I'm gonna make sure that my partner is okay. And he went over there, but he goes over there with a fucking chainsaw. And like, he chops the guy's arm off. He has enough fucking time. This is like the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Where all the Foot Clan just wait forever and attack one by one and don't gang up on anybody. The bad guys just look and see, oh, he's got a chainsaw. I better wait for him to chop off my fucking hand. And so he chops off his hand and then... Takes that and fucking starts taking the chainsaw and chaining through his fucking head in a very good practical effect. I actually really enjoyed that. The hand coming off a little cheesy because it's obviously a mannequin that's holding onto the gun. But it is kind of cool when Detective Nolan takes that gun, hits the other ninja and then plunges the gun with the hand and uses the hand to fire the fucking gun and kill the other ninja. Uh, and while meanwhile, skeleton cop is going over there and just fucking going to town with a chainsaw in that guy's head. That type of like scene, it looks really good. There's blood spl- splattering everywhere, and for like a very low budget special effect, it has kind of like a trauma feel to it. Uh, and I give them props for doing that. So we have. There's another one that's really good that I like later on in the film as well. At least the way that they do it. Uh, so now that he saved his life. They realized that something must be up with that CD. Well, Skeleton cop, that's two I owe you.
1: So this is what they're after A Polka Pete CD. Good idea, partner. Can you take this to the lab? I'm going to hit the streets and see if I can find some information.
0: So Detective Nolan goes to the street, meanwhile, we see Skeleton Cop back over in the lab and the words SCIENCE is put in front of the screen in big bold letters and we see him doing, I guess, science? He's not really doing anything other than like, it's panning Skeleton Cop and you see some beakers and some shit in the back. But it's relatively funny I kind of chuckled at that that it was like oh this whole sequence is like oh It's science, and it's hella short. It's like 10 seconds or something like that It's probably a little bit longer than that, but it's relatively short And so we see detective Nolan He's come back to the bar the place where he always ends up and He's really distraught because he hasn't been able to find out any information And then all of a sudden we do get a twist in the film Make it a double
1: Hey, up night? It's this case, I just can't get to leave. Hello? Hold on, he's right here. It's for you.
0: Hello? <laughs> it's a counterfeit CD?
1: So the ninjas are in the bootlegging and copyright infringement. It all makes sense now tell you what, let's present this to the chief tomorrow. Great job, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, great news. I think we finally found a break in this... Ah. Ah.
0: So, a couple things before I explain what happened at the end of this. And you can probably kind of guess what actually happened. But nonetheless, first off, they found out it's a counterfeit CD. Um... You couldn't fucking realize it. And I understand. I get it. Budget constraints or whatever, but you could have printed something on top of this like CD to make it look like a real CD. Like just printed onto the. They I used to have it back in the day. Don't know much about it now, but used to be able to just put the stuff on there. And even there were some printers. Like I used to have a printer that did like what well, was a cdr it would engrave on um, specific types of cdrs images on top to it uh, or words or whatever you want to make it look somewhat professional okay you could have made it and then when this revelation came you could have been like uh oh, but it's a fucking cdr with a fucking sharpie polka peat written on fucking top of it I understand that's part of the joke is that, oh my god, it's a fake CD when it looks like a fake fucking CD. But I didn't like the fact that he says, so they're into copyright infringement and bootlegging. <laughs> that's their big plan. Their big plan isn't these little kneeling calisthenics that's going to allow them to pick off change on the ground. It's going to be reproducing a big titty polka... And selling it to the masses for tons of money. Why the fuck haven't I think, like, thought about this yet? Why haven't I done this? I could have taken those bridges and motherfucking palm trees. I could have... Fucking bootlegged that shit, spread it all over the fucking Bay Area, and been a fucking king. And then I could have been a ninja fucking lord while I was at it. What the fuck has I been doing wrong all these years? I've been making bootleg CDs for myself for no profit whatsoever. Could have been a ninja fucking crime lord. Oh my fucking god, if I only had the fucking wherewithal, just like these people, to do this fucking shit, I'd be a fucking millionaire and a ninja... Fucking crime, Lord. Do you get it? <laughs> and then Detective Nolan's dead. That's what happens at the end of it. The bartender, for some reason, turns around on him does she still not like skeletons because it's obvious that she has skeleton cops fucking number and is her fucking phone because that isn't the bars phone that's calling she pulls that out of her own fucking personal pocket i don't know if she pulls that out of her lady pocket but she pulls that out of a pocket and then is able to like you know answer and talk directly oh yeah he's right here like why would he know to call her directly unless he's got like the biggest bone in the world and that's all she really fucking cares about because he ain't got no fucking dick, so, you know, well, maybe he's good at oral. Who fucking knows? Anyway, so he calls her, and then she hands over the phone, and then when they figured everything out, and she had problems with ninjas in the beginning of the film, and he even called it at one point in the beginning, uh, that he basically was going to die for whatever being hooked up with the skeleton cop, and now here it is. I guess third time really is the charm in him getting killed, Because Skeleton Cop isn't there to save anybody this time. So Detective Nolan gets stabbed through the heart. He's to blame and he's dead on the floor. And she goes off and does whatever she needs to do for the ninja organization. Because, twist, she's a fucking ninja spy or something like that. Meanwhile, we're back at the station and the detective is talking to Skeleton Cop. And Skeleton Cop decides that he can't be a cop anymore because he needs to go and avenge the death of Nolan.
1: You know what to do. Dispose of the body. Breaking. This just in. Hero cop found murdered. The mutilated body of Detective Matthew Nolan
0: was found discarded in a downtown alleyway. Police claim there are no leads and are asking anyone with any information to call the confidential tip hotline. Detective Nolan was an 11-year, five-time decorated veteran of the department. He was beloved in the community. He spent his time coaching underprivileged children, worked at the local soup kitchen,
1: and volunteer counseled at several drug and rehabilitation centers. His death will be a dark shadow on the city felt for many years to come. And now sports. Clemens and Murphy will be handling Detective Nolan's murder case. This is not up for debate. Granted, you two have become very close. Too close. And it's not this partner's policy to indulge in your personal vendetta, skeleton cop.
0: So Skeleton Cop hands in his badge, hands in his hat, and leaves the room. We go over and we see the bar owner, and now she's going on her long journey to go wherever the Ninja Lord's base is hidden. Which happens to be a giant fucking pagoda in the middle of fucking nowhere. And like, nobody would know that that place is there, and that the ninjas are to fucking blame for everything that's going on in this fucking city. So after we see the bartender enter into the pagoda... We see on the outside that Skeleton Cop has arrived, and of course, he starts his assault on the whole fucking building using a fucking chain gun. Now, what is ridiculous about this, other than the fact that he's using a chain gun to go in there, is as he's firing upon the fucking building, there are giant fucking bullet holes. And I'm not talking like, oh, it's like explosions and he's blowing up parts of things. No, it's literally like animated bullet holes that are just popping up. That are popping up randomly all over the fucking screen, and it's so damn ridiculous and pretty goddamn funny. And, and we see that uh, Miss Burnt to a crisp is alerting everybody that he's broken into the base. Holy shit!
1: We're under attack. <laughs> we breached. me
0: his bones,
1: and I shall suck the marrow from (laughs) the
0: And so Skeleton Cop begins his final assault on the Crime Lord's base. And we see a bunch of ninjas running through the hallways, basically becoming fodder, dying in many different ways with some really good practical effects and a couple of the little scenes there of the different ninjas being taken out in different ways. Then we get the final confrontation between the bartender and uh skeleton cop here but not before uh the you know t- overly tan lady she gets killed by skeleton cop we see that the owner uh, of the bar she knocks that gun out of skeleton cop's hand because he's run out of bullets and he just has the regular handgun and then he kicks her in the fucking face with a skeleton foot and she ends up knocking him to the ground and saying something really dumb that i didn't want to include here because it's a stupid line uh, though it did make me chuckle a little bit. Something about, but she's gonna be the one to put him in the ground or something like that. And then we see him reach for his gun. He's able to grab it. And then the other effect that I do like is when he puts the gun up to her cheek. And he blows, like, through her cheeks. We don't see it, but we see the blood splatter on the wall. And I just really enjoyed the way that it came out. And then even the makeup that was made, like, to show that she has the holes on the side of her face. Even though it's not like you could see through or anything. I thought that that whole, like, sequence of effects was really well done. Again, for something that's very low budget. So she's dead. And he finally gets into the main crime lord's room to confront... The ninja crime lord himself, and then we see that this is actually not his final form. Uh,
1: skeleton Cup. Welcome. I must admit, I did not expect you to take it this far. That's no matter. Because you are about to face my final. Floor. Behold my final form! Gaze upon the Octo Squirrel and despair! Congratulations, Skeleton Cop! I have waited a millennia for a foe worthy of challenging the Octo Squirrel!
0: Now prepare yourself! To face Undo- Just like every other fucking bad guy in the rest of the fucking world, he speaks for way too long and gets his head blown off, and then there's blood fucking everywhere. So basically, what he turns into is, like he's saying, the Octo Squirrel, which is a taxidermian squirrel with like octopus legs coming out of its neck. And then Skeleton Cop somehow. I don't know how he's hiding that thing on his fucking body, but he pulls out a bazooka and blows the head off the Octo Squirrel. Yeah, it's such a f- fantastic and long-winded final fight uh, that the guy does in fucking one hit or something like that. So, it's like fucking watching Duke Nukem take somebody on. Just fucking blows his head off. Blood is fucking everywhere. And then Skeleton Cop has saved the day. He rushes outside after everything crumbles, and then he runs into the head of the police department, who gives him back his badge and his hat, and we have a happy ending to the film. It looks like we're all late for the party.
1: You are a real asshole, but you're one hell of a cop. I think you'll be needed.
0: And so that was Skeleton Cop. Uh, So, like I said before, I think there's a lot of really cool ideas. I think that as it came towards the end of the film, they really didn't know quite how to end it, or maybe they ran out of budget, or what. But it's kind of like a fever dream, overall. It's really weird, it's definitely strange, and it has some ideas that could be very good if it was fleshed out just a little bit more. I was really expecting a lot more from this film, But it's truly that really cheesy B-movie that I love so much. So it's, again, it's, I don't know if going through it this last time kind of has changed my thoughts on the film a little bit, but it's still not in the realm that I'd be like, oh, you have to see it. If you can find a way to watch it, go ahead and watch it. Otherwise, I'm saying you could pass on it. It, You know, it's it's interesting. Um, If I made you want to see it, Please, do yourself a favor. You can contact me. I'll help you watch the film in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I think everybody should see it. I think the guys, like I said, I think that he has some very good ideas. I think that he's it's decently directed with the budget that they have. I think the practical effects are probably the best part of the movie. Uh, the music is just okay. It's kind of fucking stupid in parts. And there are a couple of things where I'm just like, why did you make this choice? Like You made this choice to try to make it funny but it doesn't really make it funny you know what i mean like you could just be a little more straight man in some of the scenes rather than trying to be the comedian because i feel in some of the scenes where there is some like straight man type of things like the guy that plays detective nolan i think could be a very good straight man and when he's in the car and he's getting all excited about listening to big ass titties it's really actually pretty funny i got the joke there because he's not your goofy type of guy but your squirrel octopus hybrid crime ninja lord guy like he's just a little bit too over the top for me and he, I know he's playing it that way, and maybe you guys said to do it that way, but it would have been funnier if it was more like a Big uh, Trouble in Little China type of a bad guy. Where he's funny, but at the same time, he's kind of menacing. Like, we could have done something like that. You don't necessarily need all the Fu chew either. So, overall, what would I give this film? Uh, in terms of gore, it's a 3 out of 5. There's some pretty gory scenes in the movie when the one guy loses his head, and some of the scenes towards the end of the movie... Uh, lots of people, blood packets getting shot. Uh, Crap Factor, it's a 5 out of 5. It is crappy, I mean, but again, it's low budget. I'm not blaming it because, you know, it's this isn't an A-plus movie, you know, or an A-level movie. And it's just shitty, and you're like, oh my god, where the they all this stuff? I get it, you're working with the, in the constraints, but some of the audio is pretty bad. Some of the acting, the weird dubbing of the lady, I don't get it. Like, uh... Well, I mean, I don't know why you made that choice. I get, like, the maybe the reasonings behind it, but why you would commit to it. Maybe that's the better way of saying it. So, it's definitely pretty crappy. Uh, fun factor, I'd give it, like, a 2 out of 5. There's some really good, fun scenes in it. But overall, it's just kind of like, some of it's mildly infuriating. So, overall, I'm going to give this uh, 2.5 out of 5 Octo Squirrels. I, I think your mileage is going to vary with movies. Some people are going to really enjoy it. They're going to love how cheesy and how, you know, it's done in that regard. And then there's going to be people just like, I just don't get it. Um, and I'm right in the middle of things. I, it's not enough to, for me to give it a 3 out of 5. But originally I gave it a 2 out of 5 and I thought about it and I'm like, no, it it's not a 3 but it's not exactly a 2. So it gets a half a point in between So again, um, you know, I think I'm gonna try to find a way and I hope to God I can actually do it And I keep promising things for people But I'm still trying to figure out the world of sharing videos and streaming them for people Without like people coming down on top of me if I can figure that out uh, I'll put out a tweet and I'll put out a uh, Facebook invite for everything um, And let you guys know how it is uh, gonna happen. I did start a terrible terror twitch channel so that maybe i could do something like this every once in a while when it comes to stuff that isn't major that i'm going to get in trouble for if i went and streamed it um or for other little things that maybe i'm going to do in the future so if i can make this work uh then that'll be great um and everybody can watch along and we can all make fun of things uh together and kind of experience everything like that so with that being said what are we doing for next time uh next time uh You know, I decided that, and you guys might have noticed it, I changed up, like I said last episode, I changed up the intro just a little bit because I want to focus on all aspects of horror, not necessarily just terrible horror films. I still have a love for them, and I'm still going to do them, and this is one of those, and I'm going to be looking at all different types. There's going to be some good ones mixed in with the bad ones, but talking with uh, Neil on Twitter... We started discussing, he was showing me this one film that is, uh, about snakes, um, and I thought, I'm like, well, I could do a snake month, and then I thought, wait, you know what, snake month would be fine, but instead of doing snake month, because there's a couple other things I want to do, I'm going to do animals, and we're going to look at a couple different animal films, including the one that he talked about, but I want to start first, um with one that i've been wanting to talk about for a while and it comes from one of my favorite authors as a kid that isn't named stephen king and the movie is called congo activate the remote
1: in the race for the world's most advanced communications technology A shocking discovery has been made. What was that? Lock your remote. Give me a thermal reading result to 6-6. It will take two young scientists into the heart of the African jungle. Secret, hidden for 2,000 years, holds the key to the future. This is Karen Ross. 81452 Houston, do you read? You used to work for the CIA, and now you're tropical. Some will come to it for science. This is a big deal, Charles. This is a big fight. Some for fortune. A diamond mine of incredible bounty. And some to return home. She doesn't really belong anywhere, does she? No, she belongs here. Together they will search My boss, he thought I wasn't going to make it. He sent another expedition Drawn deep into a mystery Camp destroyed, people dead, a gray gorilla No such thing as a gray gorilla I saw one And the more they discover Same hieroglyphics over and over The greater the danger What do they say? We are watching you Help me! I never saw an animal move like that. Shoot it! Shoot it! How intelligent are they?
0: See, they're smart. They're too damn smart.
1: Watch out! Go! We're getting out of here! What about them? Put them on the endangered species list! From the best-selling novel by the author of Jurassic Park. The myth of the killer ape is true. <laughs> where you are the endangered species.
0: That's right. It's the vehicle starring, uh, well, for a second, Bruce Campbell. Uh, But Tim Curry and I forget, oh yeah, what's his name is in it too. Fuck. This is where you should be prepared to talk about who's in the movie, but you totally forget because you blank. Ernie Hudson is in the movie as well. Um, It has a lot of notable actors, in the film and it has one special talking ape um (laughs) that is really fucking ridiculous i loved this movie as a kid uh unabashedly like i really loved it and i remember reading the book when i was a kid uh And I was so excited. There were a couple of Crichton books I was really excited for because, of course, Jurassic Park is what really got me into the whole Michael Crichton thing. And this was after Jurassic Park had become a huge success. And then all of a sudden we started seeing a ton of Michael Crichton books come out so i really want to take a look at this this is going to be the start of a few episodes where i'm going to focus on different types of animals and there's probably going to be one that's going to be similar between two episodes because i do want to do the movie that was suggested to me um, and as well as another film that i talked to him about so we're going to focus on a couple different animals first and then we're going to fade into those two animals uh within the next month so For the next episode, go ahead and watch Congo. Now, the shout-out for this episode, I want to shout-out, since I'm doing Michael Crichton and one of my favorite authors as a kid, I want you to check out author Isaac Thorne. And you can check him out. He's at Isaac Thorne on Twitter, I-S-A-A-C-T-H-O-R-N-E. He has a new book out uh, that just came out last month uh, that I believe I mentioned before. I was nice enough to get an advance copy, uh, and I still need to read the book. Um, but the premise of the book is that Lost Hollow Constable Graham Gordon just walked into his abandoned childhood home for the first time in 20 years. Now he might never escape. The place, it's called the Gordon Place, the place. The novel's called the Gordon Place. Um, and, uh... I'm actually starting to read it this weekend. So I'm going to probably put out a little not I'm not going to do a big review like this, but I'm going to give my thoughts cuz I feel like when it comes to novels, there's so much more in depth and you really have to take your time and you have to envelop yourself in that world and I'm finally going to have some time to actually be by myself uh and read a nice book which I haven't done a long time. And I've decided to go ahead and start with the book that was sent to me. So I really want you guys to go check it out. You can also go, it's isaacthorn.com, Um, and you can see the book. It's isaacthorncom slash Gordon-Place. Um, and you can check out the book. It's available on Amazon. It's as a hardcover book as a paperback book And I believe he's still doing a contest if somebody wants to win a copy of the paperback book So if you're very interested in it, go ahead and enter the contest It may be already over by the time that this has come out and I'm sorry if it is if it's not Um, you should buy the book anyway and support, uh, you know one guy that supports the whole horror community like tenfold i don't see anybody else who does as much promotion for everybody out there he's always you know in conversation with people he's always talking about the podcasts that he's listening to he gets very engaged with everybody that that wants to engage with him and he's a big supporter of the whole horror community so please 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 go over and give him uh you know, give him your money. That's what I'm saying. This is not an ad from him uh, This is me honest and genuinely saying go out and support your local indie artists uh, out there so With that being said, you can always go out there and support me as well on places like Facebook, facebook.com slash the Terrible Terror Podcast, Twitter at T underscore T underscore podcast, Instagram, Terrible Terror Podcast, YouTube, Terrible Terror Podcast, where I just did a review on the new Godzilla King of the Monsters, which was great. Check that out and uh, rate and review on things like iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, all those things now on CastBox as well. So... We'll see you next time for Congo.
1: Mm. Hey baby, you want me to blow you? Blow this. You guys think you're big bad cops? Skeleton. Soprano want to mm-hmm. Taking out a little prostitute. Someone just selling their body to make a little money. Even like you guys don't like sex. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do over here for sex-wise. Maybe strap it on. <laughs> Maybe you guys use each other as, like, one type of contraction. You know? Whatever. So, So about it. I think I make your salary with one blowjob. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I'm richer than you. Whatever. This guy's gonna get that I Okay, I know, bro. I'm sorry. I'm so good. No today? Oh. Turn around, yeah, it's, uh, Oh, you touch me, you're paying for it, that's how, oh, okay, I see how this is going. This is how you take the mother, huh? Yep, yeah, how about the situation? Mm-hmm. No, he's
0: going to get a lot of